All right, let's do this. We're going live in five, four, three. Oh my, just so many business podcasts out there. How can I possibly know where to begin? Here at Intrepid Business, we are about stripping away all of the usual boring fluff and instead focus on showcasing real people doing real business, achieving amazing things. The ones truly changing the world, the instigators making a dent, the people changing how we do sales and marketing, leading innovation, the people redefining leadership. But who are these people? Why do they do what they do? How do they do what they do? Find out on Intrepid Business. And now, here are your hosts. Good afternoon and welcome back to Intrepid Business. I am your host, Todd Schnick. Very, very much looking forward to this conversation. I interviewed this gentleman probably a couple of years ago now about an organization, an app called Lyft. And it was world-changing for me. It was finally one of those applications, one of those tools that it was really one of, one of those focuses on, on building better habits. And it really had an impact on me. I was such a big fan of it that these guys actually sent me a T-shirt. And I kept the darn thing. I don't wear it anymore because now it's a collector's item. We'll get into that in a minute. But I'm joined today by Tony Stubblebine. He's the founder and CEO of Coach.me. Tony, welcome back to the show. Todd, I'm so happy that you had me back. I'm glad to have you back, Tony. It was your your uh, your your team was acting like it was all a pleasant surprise that I was going to have you back on the show with how much I've been a fan and an advocate of what you guys have been building. So it's great to have you. I appreciate you carving some time to join us. I am pretty sure that my cool hip audience is is all too familiar with Tony Stubblebine. But take a quick second, just in case, for those few souls that don't know you, walk th- walk us through your background a bit. So I'm. I'm a longtime startup guy, definitely always been interested in how the top performers got where they got. And you know, that started in sports, but when I got into startups, it like really grew. Like what makes a top entrepreneur a top entrepreneur? And the dirty secret, sort of the secret, I, I almost say sometimes the frustrating secret, is that when you get the backstory, they always got there through some combination of smart, hard work. And I, fi- I say that that's frustrating because it, it takes away the excuse. Like all of us are sitting on the couch going, well, that person's a genius. No wonder they're so successful. But the reality is they worked at wherever they got to. And so I wanted to take those secrets of the most successful people in the world and make them available to, you know, to all of us. I mean, you know, when I say all of us, I mean, certainly, I mean, starting with me, because I wanted to be those, one of those people. And that's where Lyft came from, which was this uh, goal tracking community that we talked about last time. And we've ended up growing that company, changing the name to Coach.me. And Coach.me is about us taking the, the next level, taking help the, you know, helping people achieve their goals to the next level by not only giving them a way to track their progress, but actually giving them access to personal coaches for every single goal. And it turns out business goals are one of the top things that people are using us for right now. Yeah, it's fascinating. Well, I, as I said, Tony, I was a huge fan of Lyft. I mean, I, I, I advocated it far and wide because, frankly, 
and you're not alone in this space. I mean, there are a lot of apps these days, and, and even back then, that purported to be a vehicle which you could form better habits. But for whatever reason, Lyft stuck, and it really had an impact. Now, we're going to talk about this shift from Lyft to Coach.me in a second. But what I mean, what was the simple success that made Lyft so successful? I mean, I, I credit you. I mean, I look, I yeah, I want to get into the business habits and how how that that's impacting your your space. But it's the little things like flossing. <laughs> I mean, when I first heard yeah. about this, it was Julian Smith was the guy who was promoting this thing that got my attention. And and he uh-huh. was talking about it from the context of, hey, we all know we need to floss, but yet most of us don't do it as a regular routine. And and working with Lyft was the, was the vehicle by which I finally, that this was built into my daily routine. And, and, it, and it was mind-blowing to me that an app on my phone was the thing that finally made this happen. I mean, what before we get into the shift, to coach that me, what was the fundamental secret that made Lyft what it was and so successful? I think for us, we were able to crack what it takes to build a habit, and then also the the way that habits kind of affect the rest of your life. Basically, the importance of a habit to every single goal that you have. And so, when we talk about the like the keystone habits of a great entrepreneur. Like often, I'll, I'll tell you, I think it's meditation, which is like push-ups for your mind. But when you get down to it, almost any habit you build affects your performance as an entrepreneur or business leader. So the concept that we talk about when we get into that balance of your habits versus your your actual you know performance as a leader is a concept we call cognitive budget. So essentially, there is. Um, there's been research about this idea of decision fatigue, that there's a certain number of decisions that your brain has energy to make in a given day. And it turns out that we waste a ton of our decisions on com- completely trivial things. And so the example I like to give is of Steve Jobs. Every day he would wake up and he would dress in a black turtleneck and jeans. He's famous for wearing the same black turtleneck every single day. I think he had multiple black turtlenecks. It wasn't a very dirty black turtleneck. It was, you know, multiple, you know, multiple of the same one. And so, if you think about his day versus your day or my day, he would wake up and he would just pick the black turtleneck at the top of the pile of black turtlenecks that he had and put that on, put on his jeans, walk out the door. He's ready for work. He had he spent none of his decision making budget on the process of getting dressed. For myself. I've gotten better at this, but there's been a long time where I would look at my calendar and say, well, do I have in-person meetings? If I don't, I can dress very casually. If I do, well, then I need to pick from one of 10 different shirts, right? And so I actually was spending a lot of my cognitive budget just in getting dressed. And so you could imagine that Steve Jobs is leaving the house with more energy than the rest of us because he is conserving his cognitive budget for things that matter. So Absolutely, it could be that flossing is a habit that gives you more energy to spend on other things. But you know, we often you know, get asked, "What are the top habits of you know top entrepreneurs?" And we we say meditation, definitely setting priorities for your day is like kind of the default one. A lot of people try and get everything done, but being able to prioritize your day so that you actually get the most important things done, getting really efficient at 
managing your email and other sort of inbound communications, the inbox zero habit, those end up being like the really key habits for, for business leaders. Well, and I'll tell you right now, Tony, I credit Lyft and, and you for, for, for flossing on a daily basis now. Oh. Meditation. I mean, I, I have been an advocate of meditation now for years, and it's because of it being ingrained into my daily routine from using your app. And, and, and setting priorities is another great example of, yeah, you're right. I mean, when you think about all the great geniuses and, and success stories, and you, you, you come to the conclusion that you're, gonna about, you're about to learn their secret, it's never that sexy. It, it's it's they do a few things and they do it routinely, and that's the difference. I mean, so it's amazing. Yeah, so awesome stuff. So I, I do thank you uh, for for the things you've you guys have done to to help me become a better me, and and I'm always grateful for that. So all right, so why the shift from Lyft to Coach Me? What what prompted that, and and why? Well, we just were incredibly fortunate when we got started to have very patient backers. And what those backers felt like they like that we should start with is just a really deep exploration of human psychology and especially positive psychology and what helped people turn the corner on actually, you know, making their habit a success. And you know, like as you say, we were very successful at that. But at the end of the day, at some point we have to be a business. And because uh, I think of what we're doing as my life's work. I think this is the most fascinating thing that I could do. Every day I'm talking to experts about what leads to elite performance. Like I just really I cannot imagine a better way to spend my day. And so I don't want this company to go around, go away. And so we needed to make it a business. And I think we'd always had in the back of our mind that we wanted to like we didn't want to sell advertising. We didn't want to sell people's data, you know, behind the scenes. We wanted a really straightforward kind of win-win. Like, what would people pay for that would make them even more successful? And the, you know, one of the secrets that we found over and over again in elite performers is that a lot of them have a team of coaches supporting them. So you could say in the world of prodigies, almost always that team is their parent, right? Tiger Woods has, you know, his dad was probably one of the best golf coaches for three-year-olds that ever lived, right? <laughs> and, you know, the same for Mozart, too. His dad was a music teacher. But even at the, you know, at the adult level, I was reading an article in the New York Times about Tom Brady, the quarterback for the, for the New England Patriots, and he has all of the coaches that the Patriots provide, but he also has a team of coaches that he hired for himself, including this body coach that spends like four hours a day working on his body and flexibility. Then he's got strength coaches, he's got, you know, special throwing coaches. He's always out to find experts. Like even I think in this past season, he went out and talked to pitching coaches from the world of baseball. He talked to Nolan Ryan's pitching coach because he wanted to understand how did Nolan Ryan have such a long career throwing, you know, professionally and pitching professionally into his forties. And so like Tom Brady's secret for being one of the top quarterbacks of all time is that he has a team of coaches supporting him. And so then you look at, well, why, can, why can't we all have a, that sort of team? And the obvious, like the first answer is just, is really expensive, right? Like who, like who among us has, you know, 40 to $200,000 a year to spend on a team of coaching? 
I mean, we would like to have that, and we would like to have that team, but man, that's really a lot of money. And then it dawned on us that we were sitting on this incredibly large community of subject matter experts. So we like an example kind of expert in our community is someone who has a 900-day streak in Inbox Zero. Now, this person is not a potential coach for diet, but is a great potential coach for productivity. And so, in fact, we were able to recruit the most successful people out of our community and train them to be personal coaches and then measure them. This actually turned out to be the key. Being able to have hundreds of coaches and then measure their performance let us find this even higher level of coaching that I don't think anyone has been able to duplicate anywhere else in the world because they've never actually been able to track the success rates of coaches. So now we're like able to offer these highly specialized coaches across every goal that the old Lyft community ever tracked, which is more than 200,000 different goals, and, and, then, and then make sure that we're always offering you the best possible coach because we can see you know, who the top performers are in our, in our coaching ranks. And, and then what that does for us to sort of go back to your question about why the switch, it gives us a business model. You know, we're just creeping up on profitable, which is you know, six months after making the switch is a really fast turnaround. And I think you know, that means that you know, we're a startup that is going to make it, that we're going to be here for a really long time, which I don't know what other startup founders tell you, but it, like the real truth in the world of startups is that very few of us do make it to the point of being long-term sustainable businesses. Well, I uh, I would be so bold as to say that you'll make it. And I love this idea of this building this team of coaches. Yeah, no one appreciates the real work that Tom Brady does behind the scenes. We think he's just naturally a talented guy and that he's got a good-looking wife, and so we think he's got it all going for him. But there is hours and hours and hours of daily work that makes that happen. And here's the thing. Here's the point I want to make about, about Coach.me is this: you're not promising this become, everything becomes easy. This, this still requires work. It still requires devotion, dedication, passion, and caring about things. You're just providing a, a, a platform by which you now have access to an amazing team of coaches that when you identify the, the key things that you need to think about and focus on to become the better you, you now have a platform by which you can plug into and get that benefit, right? Exactly. All right. Tony will return after this short break. We'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by the new international best-selling book, Leadership Rigor. This groundbreaking book will turn everything you think you know about leadership upside down. Leadership Rigor explores how to achieve breakthrough performance and productivity through leading yourself, leading teams, and leading at the organizational level. Author Erica Piedler outlines for her readers how to become change-ready leaders. Change-ready leaders are capable of embracing challenges with agility and optimism because they have the tools, models, and language to assess, structure, and facilitate solutions. Leadership is a skill that can be learned and practiced. Take the rigor challenge and ask yourself, do you want to lead mindfully and skillfully? Or do you want to subject your teams and organizations to your unstructured thoughts and approaches? The choice is yours. Will you rigor it? You can purchase Leadership Rigor on Amazon or by visiting ericpeedler.com. 
All right, I'm back with Tony Stubblebine, the founder and CEO of Coach.me. So, look, Tony, the top half of the show was fascinating, but I don't don't want the focus to – I don't want the audience to think this is about flossing and meditating. This this is about being a better business person as well. And and I think one of the things you're approaching and trying to tackle here is is corporate coaching. And I think you would probably stipulate that the majority of corporate coaching out there is probably backwards. And that what you're building at Coach.me is a different way to think at it, a different way to look at it. Uh, walk us through that. Yeah, we're running this really interesting trial with, with a just a super hot startup out here. And I can't tell you the name yet, but I want to tell you kind of the experience of it. And it's what convinced me exactly how backwards exec coaching and business coaching is right now. So for the vast majority of people, they don't ever get their first coach until they've reached the executive level, which to me, my mind is incredibly backwards because it sort of implies every CEO, when they start out, is terrible. Right? All right. It's like because they didn't get any of their training until after they already have the job. Wouldn't it make more sense is that you get start getting groomed for that position way ahead of you actually getting the position? Now definitely from my own experience as a CEO, like I describe this as like the job that's impossible to do well. It is possible to do it better than other people, but it's, it's like you're constantly being faced with decisions that have no knowable outcome. Like this is a lot of gray area and so many things, you know, things ripple out from you. But the more that I've had coaching, the better I've become as a CEO. And my first coach was an executive coach that one of my investors, Evan Williams, who is one of the founders of Twitter, he was using this guy, Jonathan Rosenfeld. He said, hey, Tony, why, you know, I'm investing in you. Why don't I give you my executive coach too? I'll pay for it. And I was like, oh, that sounds great. Of course, I'll take it. And, you know, and so I used them for two years, and then it finally was time for me to pay for it myself. And I was like, whoa, this is expensive. <laughs> um, and so like, I really I can't imagine hi- having hired him for myself. And, and I also, I'm frustrated by how late in my career, but at the same time, I'm frustrated by how late in my career that I actually first started to work with a coach. Because really, I could have used a coach the second I started managing people and even like more importantly, I, could, I really could have used a coach the second I started working mm-hmm. because I had a ton of ambition, but I didn't you know, start out with great professional skills. So the experiment we're running with this startup is they had been offering their exec coaches to everyone in the company before realizing like, wow, this is so expensive. But they were seeing experiences like their receptionist was using their exec coaches and like everyone in the company, from the receptionist to their engineering team to their management to their execs. And what they found, especially in the early career, is that people were using their exec coaches for building kind of the habits of future leaders. And those habits are how you communicate, how you run a meeting, how you balance your you know, work-life, you know, trade-offs so that life isn't interrupting work. How you set priorities, how do you um, make sure that you're actually working towards things that have an impact, those actually turn out to be very habitual. And then at the much higher levels, the, the execs were working with the exec coaches on a lot of strategy issues, 
but it like that balance changes as you go through the career and the early career is so much more habit based which it then exposes this other thing that's backwards about business coaching it's weird to build a habit by talking to someone once a week for an hour right mm -hmm. and so the way that our coaching works is it's primarily delivered through text messaging so and it is primarily happens every day so when our business coaches work with someone they're checking in every day like did you set your priorities today how did it go did you end up completing them if not why not and then how can we address that right and so it's so much easier to convert a goal into a habit if you have access to your coach every day even if it's just for a minute right it actually doesn't require a lot a lengthy coaching session but it requires consistent coaching and so we're working with this company the startup this is our trial startup to give that business coaching in a format that happens daily and what it let them do is suddenly kind of start grooming every single person in their company for future leadership right and it doesn't mean that they're like the future ceo but there's a concept that a lot of companies aspire to that everyone in the company should be the ceo of something right it could be the ceo of database uptime but it could also be the ceo of remembering everyone's birthday right just someone has to like really take ownership and make sure that it happens and then you know watch over the quality and you know constantly be pushing for improvements and that sort of kind of leadership mentality is trainable and that's my favorite part of 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 this is the idea that everyone has the potential to be a leader uh, i just think is such a aspirational way to run your company as definitely the way that you know all the top companies are starting to think about their staff well, when you think about leadership development, Tony, I always think about it in three phases, right? One is you've got to develop your own leadership skills to focus on you as the individual. Two, it's your team, whatever your immediate team is, and that can be a small gathering of people or it could be uh, a large division of a large corporation. And finally, it, it is the CEO of a large organization. I mean, those are the three stages of leadership development as I see it. I mean, I have like a thousand directions I want to go with this conversation based on what you just talked about. But yeah, you, the point you made earlier was that it seems like the only guys who get corporate culturing are those who finally made it into the C-suite when it should be the exact opposite. When you're when you're first managing people, if it's just one or two people, is when it's so critical to understand that because that's that's the real success. The secret of success in managing in, and being a leader is leading people to do amazing things, and so it needs to start so much so much earlier than than it typically does in an organization, which is just you know very very a very typical problem. The so for the audience who's not familiar with Coach.me, how does it actually work? So how does it, how do you actually do this? So um, we have a directory of coaches, and they uh, they are they're focused on specific goals. So you could hire one coach or multiple coaches sort of covering, uh, a goal might be learn to meditate. It might be build the habit of setting priorities every day. It might be build the habit of getting to inbox zero every day. And you can switch through the coaches or work through you know, goals sequentially with the coach. But they're very, very focused on, like, on building that action. You know, like they're not, they're not there to talk to you. They're there to help you take action. And it all happens in the app, which is either on the web or on the iPhone or on Android. And they chat with you. You can send 
documents and pictures back and forth if you want to. But mostly it's, it's a real person who's finding out about you and checking in on, with you every day, teaching you what they know, but more importantly, just helping you work through the problems that are kind of specific to you. And there's a, a mix of coaches in the system. This is actually a kind of an interesting thing in that we had a mix of professionals and sort of you know, peer mentors, and we put them together and we just found that a professional certification didn't do a whole lot, wasn't a huge predictor. And so like when I said earlier, it's all about bringing you the coaches that high, have the highest success rates. Like we can just measure how successful their clients are and then rank the coaches accordingly. Mm-hmm. So you're always seeing like someone who has a track record. You know, we're well po- past the point where the coaches don't have track records. You know, like we're past that bootstrapping phase and now we can actually see these are the coaches that have the best track record with clients. This is who we should be offering to people. And you just sign up through the app for a couple different levels of coaching, but you know, it sort of starts at $15 a week, which is incredibly cost-effective as compared to executive coaching and um, and then I was mentioning this trial program you know we ran the trial and then we put this out to some of our existing communities and now we have a waiting list of a hundred companies to get on this trial Um, but we want to keep essentially the same price point like we are at heart kind of consumer people we're not really like enterprisey people so I think that probably it's going to end up being you know, if you wanted to bring your staff on, it's still going to end up being somewhere between sixty and a hundred dollars a month per person. Your staff who's getting this, and but if you work through, if you get onto that sort of exec coaching waiting list, we're we're able to like actually train the coaches a little bit in the specifics of your organization. And what what everyone on the waiting list is kind of, I think, really excited about is freeing up their managers to work on, you know, the sort of strategic issues within the company instead of, you know, the basic habits of being a professional, right? It's almost like the managers then get to outsource some of their management by having these, like, really habit-focused business coaches for everyone in the company. And sometimes they'll put the whole staff on or, or it'll be more like, it comes up in your performance review, like, hey, oh, you know, you're feeling disorganized. Why don't you work with one of our coaches and you know, just can kind of troubleshoot issues without the without the managers having to be, you know, personally involved on uh, a day to day. What a nice bullet to have in your chamber to be able to connect someone who's struggling with a very specific thing and connect yeah. them to a coach that you know, because you have data to prove it, is successful in helping someone overcome that. Because right, you're right. I mean, in a, in an organization where there's management whose whose job and responsibility usually falls on his or her shoulders to manage these kinds of things, they don't have enough hours in the day to do that. And they have very specific, big picture strategic issues that that they need to focus their time on, and the day to day habits. And and I mean, the point you're making is that yeah, you're going to talk daily to your coach, but it's not going to be an hour long session. It's mainly going to be a quick forehead smack for some guy like me who needs that versus 
Well, here's how I would suggest you overcome this very specific problem as to why you didn't get that done. And that's amazing stuff. And here's the other point I want to be sure people who are not familiar with, with Coach.me is that you know, there's other opportunity here to learn and benefit. I mean, if you're trying to figure out how to do a better push-up or to do some basic yoga, you, you supply some amazing videos. That yeah. you can self self learn here and self teach yourself how to do do a, a pull up or a, a push up in the proper form, <laughs> and so it's, you don't it's, you don't have to only use an actual human coach to to have profound impact on your life. So fascinating stuff. So walk me through how this model of yours fits in with this what I'm what seems to be very much now a freelance economy. Yeah, I, you know, I wonder if this actually plays to any of your listeners who I, I think have a ton of expertise that they might want to share with people. And so the way we look at our coaches as like we, what we're doing is slotting into the upper echelon of the freelance economy. Like there's all of these incredibly famous bloggers or, or experts who kind of have like, you know, gaps in their day where they want to you know, help other people be better. They want to pass their expertise forward. And um, I mean, just as an example, our highest performing coach in the system right now, this guy, Josh Roman, he's a CTO of a tech company in Boston. And he's, you know, he's got a day job, but he also it, like really remembers what it took to get from individual contributor to manager to CTO. And what he tells me is, like, he just loves especially working with new managers. Because, like, those, you know, you're so underprepared, unequipped for it. And, you know, the issues are so universal. He loves working with those people. And I almost feel like when we send him a couple of thousand dollars every month for the extra coaching that he's doing, but I think, you know, more of it, too, is he just really likes the work. And so for people who are already experts, those are the people that tend to make the best coaches in our in our platform, and it's not a requirement that you coach, you know, eight hours a day, right? That we're not hiring people for shifts. You know, you could coach one person at a time, or two people, or ten people, or you know, some people are coaching as many as fifty people. And so, you know, when you look at the freelance economy, there's this huge span. Like there was a scandal recently where. Um, one of the freelance house cleaning companies, it turned out that some of the house cleaners were homeless, right? And it's like, wow, that, you know, what a, that, what a crazy story. But you also get a sense that, like, that's like, that's the very, you know, that's the entry level piece of the freelance economy. But there's a, a much higher level, too, of like companies like Clarity or, even to some extent, Odesk and, and Elance or whatever, they merged recently into, I think they might be called Upwork. But Upwork, anyway, yeah. yeah, that like there are some really high level people there who are just, you know, they have long term contracts, but they're filling in with other kind of big, you know, high level projects. And you know, we think of all of our coaches as real high level performers. And, and so if anyone who's listening is thinking that coaching might be a career for them, we can help with that. 
Well, walk. Look, you have an open enrollment coming up soon. So, and the point I want to make is, I don't think anybody can just walk in here and say, "Ooh, easy money," and and create an account and start earning cash. No, you have to prove yourself. You have to demonstrate a passion to help people and serve people, but also be good at what you do because you, Tony, have the ability to say, "All right, this person's. I can tell if this coach is actually having an impact on someone." So, how? What's the process? How's the process work? How do you? How do you? become a coach uh, and and what are you exactly looking for and how does someone get into it and and start being a real contributor to what you're building here so the we wanted to have two things we want the person to come with some pre-existing expertise and that can be a personal expertise or it could be that they've already been credentialed as a coach in some subject matter previously and then we want to train them in the specifics of online coaching because by measuring the performance of our coaches, we could see that the existing credential programs were not training effectively for this because professional coaches perform no better than subject matter experts. So, but you know, now that we've coached uh, like you know thousands of people at this point, we can actually see what patterns work, and we can give you very specific training for what it means to coach online. And in our open coaching enrollment, which is like technically it's available. But we're getting ready to launch it for real. And probably, I think our date is going to be July 14th. That you'll come in, you'll create a profile for yourself just so you can be listed in the directory. If you want to do one-on-one coaching, that's fine, but it's not required. You could just list yourself as someone who's available for calls. And that's like, you know, that one you can set whatever price you want. That to me, that's like the no-brainer. Mm-hmm. Every expert in the world should be listed in our directory to at least be available for calls. And then if you do want to get involved in the one-on-one coaching, either because you want to offer it to people in your own network or because you want us to offer you to our own community, we'll walk you through a very short training. It's probably like two hours, followed by a very simple test. And then we'll approve you within a couple of days and then start offering you to our existing community, there is like a piece where we want to see you coach one person. And that person could be another coach. We, we actually try and connect the new coaches with other coaches just to get a trial run in. It could be one of your friends. It could be someone, an associate of yours. But once we start to see your track record, then you can start moving up our rankings. And then you know our existing community will start, start seeing you. And for a top coach, you know we're basically we feel like we're limited by how much time they have, not how many clients we have. Like we, If a top coach could handle 100 clients, we would give them 100 clients. Yeah, I love it. Well, Tony, let me just tell you how much I appreciate what you're building here because I know two things. One is, is that most of us, if not all of us, poorly spend our cognitive budget and and that's the reason why a lot of us aren't successful and we don't understand that and so i appreciate you talking about that because that is so so important and then we all can benefit we can all be tom brady and have that team of coaches serving us well and helping us to improve on the on the things that that maybe we don't even are aware of the fact that we could we could use a little support and guidance on so grateful for what you're doing here i and i appreciate you building coach.me Todd, so grateful to, ha- to be here and get to talk to you and your audience. Thank you so much. All right. Tony Stubblebine, the founder and CEO of Coach.me. Tony, once again, where can people contact you should they have questions and learn more about Coach.me? You know what? You could just email me directly. I'm Tony at Coach.me. I love to hear from people. Other than that, go straight to our website, Coach.me. That's where you can get our apps. 
you can sign up and use the web right there. That's where you can get the directory of coaches. And everything we talked about should be uh, available from that link. And as I said before, my meditation habit has changed everything for me. And I credit Lyft and Tony Stubblebine for making that possible for me. So I appreciate that. All right. Well, that's all the time we have for today. On behalf of my guest, Tony Stubblebine, I am Todd Schnick. We'll see you soon on Intrepid Business.